My name's Jay Philippi, and I've spent my life in and around the media. TV, radio, the movies, and more. I love them, and I hate them, and I always have an opinion. Call this The View from the Flip Side. I have confessed here before that when it comes to Christmas media, I am a Scrooge. I don't do Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. When I was the music director at the radio station, Christmas music was largely banned until December 1st. Even at home, the Christmas stuff doesn't go up for another couple weeks. I know, some of you think I'm a terrible person. I can live with that. Like it or not, I am confronted with a growing volume of Christmas media. Stores have been playing the music. In case you're wondering, I stick my fingers in my ears and go, la 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 la. And there are more and more holiday commercials showing up on the television. I will admit that there are commercials that I consider part of my Christmas tradition. The Chocolate Kiss Bell Choir, the Palm Tree with Christmas Lights are things that I look forward to every year. Yeah, I know. Now I'm both a terrible person and weird. Again, I can live with that. It's possible that we saw holiday-related advertising even earlier this year than ever before. The folks at Zip Media, an advertising platform aimed at local businesses, have noted that the best time for online advertising response, known as click-through, begins the first two weeks of November, based on data from 2017. The rate may be as much as 125% higher than any other time of the year. This ties in with consumer preparations for the shopping season. According to the National Retail Foundation, 70% of shoppers start planning up to two and a half months in advance. So getting your advertising in front of consumers while they're still planning would seem to be an excellent idea. Based on last year's advertising, you should expect to see a lot of car dealers and lawn and garden advertising. Those were the leaders at the end of last year's advertising season. The first category doesn't surprise me. In fact, thinking about what I'm seeing so far, it looks to be right on the nose. I'll admit the second category did surprise me. Unless, of course, furniture and decor are included in that category, then it's also right on the money to what I'm seeing. This is a vital time of year for many businesses, large and small. Expectations are that consumer spending will rise from $717 billion to $720 billion from last year to this one. So getting the advertising programs right is an important part of any business model. But it doesn't mean I have to like it. Not one little bit. The Internet has become a vital and everyday part of life for the majority of us. It is a source of information and misinformation, entertainment, friendship, annoyance, outrage, and mind-dulling junk. In its early days, we called it the World Wide Web, a phrase that sounds antiquated and quaint almost 20 years into the 21st century. But I still hear people refer to it as the web on occasion. I will sometimes use the comic term interwebs as a nod to that older language. There is one place where the word web still comes up regularly. It's in the discussion of either the deep web or the dark web. If you've heard the term, you understand the basic concept, even if you don't exactly understand it. It's the bad neighborhood of the Internet, a place that most of us steer away from. Before I jump into the story that brought this to mind, I thought we ought to explore the meaning of the terms first. I always assumed that deep web and dark web meant the same thing. While similar, they are slightly different. On the light side of the interwebs, everything is indexed, which means that they have been tagged by the major search engines so people can find them. For those of us old enough to remember, they have entries in the Internet's card catalog. But not everything is indexed. That's not an accident. 
Some people, for a wide range of reasons, don't want their sites and information logged into that database. This can include legal documents, medical records, financial records, some subscription-based information, and more. So all items left unindexed are what make up the deep web. Some estimates put as much as 96% of all information on the web in the deep web. The dark web is the part of the deep web made up of information and websites involved in socially unacceptable activity. Everything from illegal substances to disturbing images to hired assassins. It is the baddest of all the bad digital neighborhoods. And thus, stories like this shouldn't come as a surprise. One of the most popular dark web hosting services, Daniel's Hosting, was attacked by hackers earlier this month. Over 6,000 sites were erased. Since this is the dark web, there is no backup, because people from that digital neighborhood don't want any kind of record kept. As of the moment I write this, no one has any idea who might have done it. Could be black hat hackers, or it could have been law enforcement. Turns out that neighborhood isn't safe for anyone. Members of every media generation, starting with the baby boomers, have heard some variation on television is bad for you. Baby boomers were treated to long harangues about how the boob tube was going to turn our brains to mush, creating a legion of drooling idiots. The generations that followed have gotten some version of the same that has slowly morphed into more of the same but aimed at computers, the internet, smartphones, and video games. All of us have shrugged it off, and many of us even point out that we have grown up just fine. The funny but not ha-ha funny part is listening to members of the first generation to get hammered with the argument trying to turn it on their children and grandchildren. Now here's the truly not funny part of it all. Turns out all the stuff we watch is bad for us. In fact, it might be killing us. That's not coming from my curmudgeonly side. That's the opinion of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, commonly called the CDC. They are concerned about how much time all of us are spending on our butts. Start with the amount of time we spend sitting on the job. As the economy moves towards a more service industry model, more of us are getting sedentary jobs. Then we come home and we spend more time sitting down. And what are we doing at that point? Start thinking about how much time you spend sitting and using the media at home. Not just television, but video of any kind on any device. Gameplay, internet time, video chatting, and texting. According to the latest report from the CDC, more than a quarter of all adults in the United States sit more than eight hours a day. And 44% get zero physical activity that falls into either the moderate or vigorous categories. Of the time we spend sitting at home, the study says TV and video might comprise at least 60% of that activity. You will hear some apocalyptic stories about how much time we spend sitting, and I don't want to join in there. There is no doubt that a sedentary lifestyle, one where we spend more time not moving rather than moving, has very serious negative effects on our health. Just like the work recommendations to get up and move around regularly, the CDC says five minutes of moving around briskly for every 30 minutes of viewing will help minimize the health negatives. I imagine that the commercial breaks will be taking the brunt of that lifestyle change. Call that The View from the Flip Side. The View from the Flip Side is written and produced by Jay Philippi. You can follow this program on Twitter at Radio Flipside or visit our website at viewfromtheflipside.com. 